The Simple Joe Show is produced by Bamboo Hut Productions. Here at the Bamboo Hut, we bring your imagination to life. And now your host, Simple Joe. Yes. Here we go, guys. You ready for it? I'm ready for it. Beautiful Saturday. 40 degrees out there. Any cleaning you gotta do? Do it today. Clean that car. Take the stuff that you've been putting off for a while and do them today. Feeling good. Fresh air. That's how we do it, guys. Yes. Here it is, guys. A little bit of ocean, a little bit of Zeppelin to start this off. Yes, so if you guys are interested in this episode, it will be just me. Me, myself, and I, and I will be ranting and bullshitting and doing uh, different topics. I've got uh, I've got here, I've got music, and then the next one is UFC because there is quite a bout that is going to happen today on Saturday at night, and I cannot wait for it. It's the heavyweight bout to see if Stipe Miocic can still hold the championship against uh, what I'm calling him the African Prince because he was born in Central Africa and then he moved to France to pursue a boxing career which turned into UFC and then now he's at the big stage and we're going to see how he can do. There is a 20 pound difference between the two but We will get to that, ladies and gentlemen, in just a moment here. But uh, I've got a vast array of music that I like to listen to. And I I grew up with music my whole uh, childhood. My dad would always uh, uh, throw on uh, classic rock. Uh, So... I was constantly listening to 80s rock, 70s rock, 60s rock, uh, anywhere from Bob Dylan to uh, Electric Light Orchestra to Tom Petty, you name it, I was probably listening to it. And me and my dad usually would do the game where we would, a band would play on the radio and then he would ask me, hey, who is this? And we'd do the trivia game and go back and forth. And I almost... Every time, I could never beat him. For some weird reason, I could never beat him. He always knew more and more bands, but he kind of had the advantage there because he grew up in those times, and he actually witnessed them releasing the album and it being on the radio for the very first time. Like That's something that I would definitely want to go back in time and see when Appetite for Destruction, when Guns N' Roses was... When, when that album first came out and how much it exploded into the radio and how how good it was and everyone was listening to it. Albums were, fu- were flying off the shelf and how that late 1980s, how that music scene hit. And also in the beginning of the 80s, I would have liked to see when Back in Black came out. And see that just flying off the shelves. Like you could go to a record store and 
there is just not one copy. You know, they have to wait two weeks. They're on two-week back order because there's there's so many that are being sold. And I think it's still up there. Back in Black, ACDC, I believe it's still up there in the, in, in the sold-out charts. Um, and then Appetite for Destruction beat, beat out ACDC, and then I don't know whatever happened after that. But that must have been a crazy time in music when rock and roll was at its peak in the in the 70s and 80s well late 60s all of the 70s and 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 a lot of the 80s and then you had the late nine uh early 90s with the grunge that must have been interesting to see all these bands come out of seattle the sound garden the uh pearl jam the nirvana the uh who, who, who am i missing sound garden uh uh nirvana Pearl Jam, and then you uh, you had a little bit of Stone Temple Pilots kind of towards the mid-90s. Um, and then, uh, of, of course, Alice in Chains. So, uh, oh, a little fact here. If you guys ever confused, like I do, Lane Staley and uh, Scott Weiland, the uh, S in Scott is also the first letter in Stone Temple Pilots. That's how you know Scott Weiland goes to Stone Temple Pilots. And Alice, the second letter in, in, in Alice is L, which also is Lane Staley. Well, the Lane. So that's how I always uh, uh, could tell the difference between who went to who. But both of them are dead. Uh, R.I.P. But uh, And just recently... Chris Cornell uh, passed away. So pretty much the only one that's, uh, and obviously Kurt Cobain, he's been dead for a while, but uh, the only one, only one around from the grunge era is uh, the the lead singer for uh, Pearl Jam. So we don't have much now as far as the uh, whole Seattle grunge scene went. Uh, but I'm going to roll right into uh, a band that has really gripped me. And when I listen to a band for the first time and that one song hits so hard and it makes you, it gives you the chills, it makes you, uh, it just grabs you and and throws you into this crazy mix of uh, beautiful guitar to the drums and the singer and everything is just a perfect even mix. And it's so unique and different that you you feel like you've never heard anything like that. Uh, a band called Greta Von Fleet. They first came out in, uh, in, out of Frankenmuth, Michigan, where I'm from, which is really cool. Uh, everyone that lives in, in Michigan knows about Frankenmuth as far as uh, the shopping mall and that whole town section because it's older style. It's got a bunch of shops like, you know, popcorn shops. It's got t-shirt shops. It's got whatever it is, but it's like a, it's like an older, it's almost, it almost feels like a, like a, a mini college campus where you can just walk around the whole area. And then there's uh Bronner's, which is the, it, it, it is open. I think, pretty much every day and it's just dedicated to christmas they have zenders which is great they have uh uh food and that's always cool to go to down to frankenmuth do your shopping 
or just walk around, do whatever if if you're bored on a Saturday afternoon, and then go down to Zenders and then go down to Bronner's, and that's always fun. But I never really uh, thought of them as they could they could produce this this beast, which is Greta von Fleet. Uh, three brothers in the band. You got uh, Kriska, or that's the last name, the Kriska brothers. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, Josh, Sam, and Jake. Josh is the singer. Uh, and they just have this perfect mix of lead singer, bass. It just, uh, just perfectly melded together. But the the title or the uh, band name came from a relative's name, but they uh, changed it from Gretna to Greta. So uh, with the blessing of the relative, they took that name and named their band after that. They're, they're very unique in that their singer sounds just like Robert Plant. And it doesn't seem like as though it's forced on you. It just seems like that this is what we have. This is what we're going to give you. And you just listen. I mean, it was the very first time that I listened to it. To that, to Highway Tune is uh, one of their uh, hit songs right now. And I listened to that literally one time and I was hooked. Um, but there is al always this, this weird thing with with older people saying that rock and roll is dead and it's never going to come back. You know, seventies were big, eighties were big and some of the nineties were big, but you know, now we have nothing. Well, I think that they're absolutely full of shit and that they're not opening up their, their mind and they're not wanting to uh, conform to the, the new sound, which is that rock and roll is definitely not dead. I don't know where they're getting this from. They just don't want to get off their ass. You can go onto YouTube and look up any band you want. And you can listen to it. I mean, that, of course, comes with... Uh, it's, it's definitely good, but it's definitely bad at the same time because there's such an array of music that you can go in so many different directions and you could literally go on there for three hours and not find one single band that you like which is definitely uh, a bad thing but if you find music that you do like then you look up that one band then you see the bands that maybe tour with them and then you can look up all those bands then you found a little niche in the rock category uh you know guys like sheepdogs guys like uh black keys white stripes Foo Fighters, Clutch, and even Metallica now has come out with uh, a new album, which is amazing. Um, it, you know, that that's always a cool thing to see happen when uh, an older band can still compete and still create albums to, to, this, to this day. We all know those older bands, uh, kind of like Alice Cooper or trying to think of any anyone else that they 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 made music such a long time ago and they try to recreate new music and it it really just doesn't it, it doesn't uh formulate into anything currently but uh yeah metallica's 
uh, newest album is is something worth checking out. Foo Fighters even came out with something new. I think the White Stripes are done. It's just uh, Jack White now, and he's on a solo thing. Um, but I mean, even he was he's still creating constantly and and creating new stuff, which is always cool to check out. But Metallica, if you haven't ever checked it out, the VH1 Metallica, the documentary is is one is one of the coolest documentaries that I've ever seen. I've seen it multiple times, and at one point they were called Alcoholica because of how much they they drank. And I don't know if it's still true, but uh, Jaeger at one point was made with with uh, with an opiate, I believe. And that kind of gave you uh, a little extra uh, boost and a little extra high, if you will. And that was their biggest uh, drink of choice was Jaeger. But, uh, yeah, Metallica is a weird one and very unique in the fact that um, the name itself, I don't know who created it or how, how they even came up with it. It's just so unique that it just you're never going to forget that name they also branded themselves and they had the perfect mix of good sound and sellability or what i mean is radio friendly that pretty much everyone of of all ages can listen to them even you know if if you're really good at playing guitar you still think that they're really good and even if you've never even touched the guitar and you're just a casual music fan you still think that they're good so ages races they pretty much uh took took hold of everything and made it sellable and they're one of the most household musical uh groups out there you, you know, Rolling Stones is up there, Beatles is up there, Metallica is right there. It's right with all the big bands. And they started in the 80s. And they were uh, inspired by Motorhead. And the, the, the weird track that you can go on. So Metallica was inspired by <clears throat> Motorhead. And the lead singer for Motorhead, Lemmy, was... Uh, inspired by Jimi Hendrix because he was the gear guy or he took uh, he was basically the the uh, uh, yeah he was the tour guy for for Jimi Hendrix so you can see the string of influence there and in the documentary of Metallica they literally say if it wasn't for Motorhead Metallica would not be a band which is a crazy thought to think that Metallica would never be. But uh, just recently, the guitar player uh, for uh, Motorhead passed away. Um, this was, uh, yeah, I think either last week or two weeks ago, uh, Fast Eddie. He, uh, he passed away. I, I can't, I don't know how he did, but uh, th that with him dying or with him passing away, uh, that means that all three of the band members, Phil, Lemmy, and and uh, Eddie, all three of the original band members are now uh, passed away, which is unfortunate because uh, Motorhead was one of the best bands, uh, one of the most influential 
uh, bands for for a variety of reasons. But I, I I'm the stupid one who has the uh, Motorhead tattoo, and so you could say that I'm sort of a fan. <laughs> um, but last week I listened to the Hatebreed uh, singer. Uh, he uh, what's his name? Uh, Jamie Josta. Uh, he he interviewed uh, Vince Bennett of Acacia Strain, which was interesting to listen to. Uh, I always thought that Vince was a little intimidating to look at because he's like six four, six five, tats tattoos from head to toe on his neck everywhere. And it's just, he's just a huge giant guy. And I saw him, uh, and they warmed up for every time I die. And I saw him or I saw them play at the uh, magic stick, which if you've ever been there in Detroit is kind of a scary venue. It's, uh, an upstairs venue and the downstairs is a bar slash uh, bowling alley. But when you're upstairs and you're listening to the to the band, you can literally feel the the, the floor shake and move uh, underneath you. And because it's Detroit and there's a bunch of broken down buildings, you, you think maybe this will be the day where the floor just collapses right into the bowling alley. But that's always a scare, and 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 it's a case you strain to to multiply it even more. And they attract some pretty hardcore, pretty weird people, to say the least. But he had a story of him going uh, when when he would go to Warp Tour, and he said he, he really doesn't like Warp Tour, and it kind of makes sense because uh, you're basically living in the van, and you wake up in, an, in another city, pretty much uh, in in like a three month span or four month span, where Every day you're in the same bed, but you're in a different city, which always throws people off. So, uh, oh, and a little side note here, getting a little sidetracked here, but the lead singer for Primus, Les Claypool, he is, uh, he has a big uh, bus and he's going and visiting all the towns that he would he would play in because he said that he never really saw the cities that he was in. He just played in them for uh, a couple hours, and then he was off and he left. So now he's got his own fan, and he's going to all these cities that he's played numerous times, but he never actually had the time to look at uh, the food spots or the bars or the unique historic stuff that's there, the the little town areas and all that stuff. So he's, I think he's doing it right now where he's just going around uh, the country with this van and he's driving himself, which is really cool. But Vince had the story of, of, uh, uh, when he would go to warp tour in the morning, at least I'm programmed usually is to take a shit right in the morning and, and then start your day. Uh, well, if you're on warp tour and you're waking up in a different city, it's always hard to find a, a good clean bathroom. So a lot of times he said he would go to the, uh, stage where he would play and then he he would he would go to the Porta John that's right by the stage because it would be fresh and new but little did he know sometimes they move those around with a big crane and he 
a couple times was inside of the inside the porta john while the crane was operating while he was taking a shit so he couldn't really get up and he said on numerous occasions that he would bust open the door and yell to whoever was operating the crane to stop to, to lower him down that he that there was actually someone in there kind of a crazy story i always thought that the the jackass stunt where they take a porta john and they flip him and 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 toss him around thought that that was always the worst one any of the pain stuff i could probably handle but being uh you know your ears and your nose and and everything just covered in fecal and and piss and everything else just this is absolutely disgusting but uh, yeah i i don't know how any of those guys that did those jackass stunts didn't get a disease or get sick or a skin rash or something because that that would just be just disgusting to to even witness would be gross but the they i heard murmurs and this might be just a rumor that uh acacia strain might do a 10th anniversary tour uh celebrating their first <clears throat> or their first album in 2008 i forget what it's called but we'll see um he also mentioned that back in the day he did um he did a tour with necro which i thought was really weird he's an underground rapper and if uh, you've never heard of him you should probably look him up but he uh uh definitely is not radio friendly he says whatever is on his mind and anything uh so it was just kind of weird that him as in a metal band would be on tour with uh, an underground rapper, but I could kind of see where the 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 metal and uh, going into the underground rap could uh, could mix, and how that would be an easy transition for someone if they really like metal to go to rap um, because uh, because of how, the the lyric style and and the flow like a lot of uh heavy metal uh fans also like biggie smalls it's a pretty uh universal thing uh with a lot of people the majority of them it's a pretty easy switch because it's it's all talking kind of like a hardcore you're trying to get your rage and your emotion and your um your anger kind of out and they're also emulating that same thing with drugs with uh with the women with being a gangster and that whole lifestyle um it's pretty easy switch you know when when i first heard tyler the creator i thought that that was a pretty easy easy switch when i was traditionally only uh rock and roll and also uh heavy metal but the transition from them you know to odd future to atmosphere to Ideas and abilities to Necro, POS, Public Enemy, to NWA. Those are all groups that are pretty easy switch uh, for a lot of metalheads. Obviously, not everyone, but hey. Um, we are now going to get to uh, UFC stuff. Um, so we've got Stipe Miocic. Uh, he lives in uh, Independence, Ohio. 
and he lives on, I believe, about uh, five acres uh, of land on this big farm. He's uh, Croatian heritage. Uh, he uh, weighed in at uh, 246, so that is quite a difference with Francis. Fran we got so we got Stipe Miocic versus Francis Nagano. This is going to be a great fight. Uh, Nagano is 6'4", 263. Uh, he's Cam uh, Cameroonian, I believe that's how you say that. I'm gonna I'm calling him the African gorilla. And before you guys freak out, it's not because of his race. It's because of how strong and built he is. I mean, he's 264, 263, and is just ripped, just solid. Solid muscle. He's a brick shit house. So it should be interesting to see uh, the the two collide. I mean, that's that's a big weight. That's a almost a twenty pound weight difference. But uh, Stipe, uh, he he was a basketball player, I believe, and he also did wrestling in high school. Uh, he does. He is a fireman on the side. Uh, uh, he was on Rogan's show, uh, podcast, and he was saying that uh, the UFC just frankly just doesn't pay enough, and I need to be a fireman to, you know, uh, keep the keep the bill, you know, keep the bills at bay and and all that stuff, which is is definitely, uh, it's it's definitely kind of sucks because he's the heavyweight UFC champion. He's one of the baddest men on earth right now. As far as far as weight and skill and knockout ability and all that stuff, uh, it, that he still has to be a fireman, which is unfortunate. But got to do what you got to do. I and mean, the USC is still kind of in that infancy stage. They've only been around for twenty five, yeah, about twenty five years. The NFL, NBA, NHL, those those powerhouses have been around for. 80 to 100 years. So you don't get there overnight. And uh, there, uh, if you guys don't watch the UFC vlog, it's definitely something worth checking out. It goes and gets the day-to-day -day, uh, life of these fighters and what they're going through the week before the fight. And see who's training, who's got to cut weight, who's in the ice bath, who is in the cryo chamber, who's, and you just follow them around, and it's really interesting. There was one really funny story of Stipe, uh, and he's driving around with a bunch of his buddies, and they're going to Home Depot, and his wife keeps calling him, and midway through uh, her talking, he she uh, he would hang up. And she would just keep calling. And then, <laughs> then on the last one, uh, she called one more time and she said, fuck you. And <laughs> hung up the phone. Uh, great story, I thought. But yeah, all that vlog, uh, the UFC vlog is up on, the, I believe, the UFC YouTube page, which is interesting. Um, but both of these fighters, it seems as though they're really nice guys and that they've uh, basically been training their whole life for this. Uh, Naganu, he started, I believe, when he was 
uh, in his 20s, and now he's 31. But in his childhood, he uh, lived in poverty in Africa, and he worked for a, uh, a sand company, uh, or uh, he would bag up sand uh, for days and hours and weeks on end. He would um, dig sand and, um, I believe, just like bag, bag it up, basically. Um, but this knit grit type work uh, is an interesting trait to have um, as far as a heavyweight goes. And we'll see. We'll see what's going on. You know, uh, but, uh, I think it's a pretty equal fight. But I'd like to go with Stipe on this one. Uh, so we shall see what's going to happen. I am definitely going to order the fight and going to watch it on my big screen TV. It's going to be fun. So, yeah, it should be pretty equal. Pretty equal on, on, on both ends. A, a little bit of the weight, but really not much. So we shall see what is going to happen. I think that just about does it, guys. I didn't uh, intend for this one to be that long. I didn't make too many notes. So, yeah. Um, next week, I should have a guest, and we shall see who that might be. I've got a few uh, on the hook right now. One that owns a uh, uh, workout band company, I guess you could say. Um, it... it, it somehow exercises or whatever so he's got that company uh i got him in the works and then i also have a bodybuilder slash dietitian slash whatever you want to call him uh, my sister did uh bodybuilding competition and uh he was the one who designed her uh diet through the whole um i think it was two maybe a month or no it was probably like two months where she was training really hard for it. So we shall see. And I was going to have a friend on, uh, but he decided to flake out on me. And, uh, and we shall see who I'm going to get in the future. But if you guys are close to the Metro Detroit area and you're an artist, uh, a rapper or a hip-hop artist, hit up the Bamboo Hut and... Uh, if if you're if you want to be on the podcast, you want to make that possible, uh, go ahead and contact me, uh, Simple Joe. And that's it, guys. That's all I got. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening. If you're listening this long, and take it easy. Ah!